welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. Welcome to the first service of 2021. We made it. We're here, 2021. It's just a number. God's still on the throne, and let's see what he's going to do this year. Uh, We're so excited this weekend. um, Starting on Sunday, January 3rd, we are starting our 21-day fast. This is our third year of doing a 21-day fast, and we're starting today. And I'm so excited. We have multiple ways for you to join and be a part. If you go to our website, there's a button that says 21-day devotional. If you click on that button, takes you to a page and gives you three options. You can either sign up um, and use the YouVersion app so you get it on your phone. You can download a PDF booklet right from that page. It has all 21 days of devotions with um, spots for reflection. So as you go through the devotion, you can stop and write things down, or you can choose to have each day's devotion come to your inbox. I encourage you, we encourage you, don't just say this fast is for somebody else. This fast is for my parents. This fast is for my grandparents. This fast is for people who want to be in the ministry. This fast is for everybody. And we encourage the entire church, if you call Hope City Church your home, we encourage you to participate in this 21-day fast. Find something to pull away from, to let go, and allow God to fill up that vacant spot that you're giving up. Give Him time, give Him your life, and see what He will do. So, go to our website, hopecitychurch.ca, and click on that button, and it will tell you all about it. The fast starts this Sunday, on Sunday, so if you're watching this and it's Sunday, the fast starts today, 21 days, and I know that in the previous two years that we've done this, we have just seen God move in miraculous ways. And I don't know about you, but we need to see God move in our lives. I need to see God move, and I know that some of you need to see God move as well. So join us and be a part of this fast. It's going to be a great thing. We're going to see God move mightily. Okay, the message for today. I am so excited about this message. It's something that God has put in my heart, and I've been carrying it for a few weeks now. And um, today is our our third, uh, what we call Shred It Sunday. Um, Now, uh, you're probably saying, Jake, I don't have a shredder at home. Okay, so that's okay. We're going to find new ways to do this. I've got a shredder right here beside me, and we're going to shred some things at the end of the service. And if you don't have a shredder, then you can get a piece of paper and write down some of those lies that the enemy has tried to attach to you this past year, some of those frustrations and hurts, and you can rip it up. You can burn it. You can crumple it up. You can crumple it up in a ball, throw it on the ground, and jump up and down and scream at it and say, I don't believe you. You're a lie. You can do all kinds of things you don't have to have a shredder today at home. The shredder is an act of destroying the lies that the enemy has tried to bring into your life, to try and make you believe and to allow you to have a home in your heart. So today at the end of the service, we're going to shred, we're going to burn, we're going to tear, we're going to jump up and down, we're going to get rid of some of these things of our lives. So you find a piece of paper, you, you think about how you want to get rid of these things and, and show the devil that he doesn't have power over you, but we're going to do that at the end of the service. And today's message I want to call uh, From Devastation to Restoration. 
from devastation to restoration because I believe that God wants to take us from a place of devastation, of desolation, and bring us into a place of restoration. God is wanting to restore some of those things that you have felt like you have lost, that have been destroyed, that have been devastated in your life and in your family and in your mind and your body and in your relationships. God is wanting to take some of those things that have been devastated and he wants to bring them back to a place of restoration. Look at your neighbor and say, amen. He's talking to me. Let's go. So if you have your Bible, I would love for you to turn with me to the book of Ezekiel. And we're going to look in Ezekiel chapter 37. And I have always loved this story. I've always loved this um, account. I don't, I don't like to call them stories because people could say it's fiction. Stories are fiction. These are accounts. These are historical accounts of, of people that God worked in and worked through. And so we're going to look in Ezekiel chapter 37. I'm reading from the New Living Translation today. And we're going to start right off in verse 1. And it says this, the Lord, now this is Ezekiel writing and talking. So it says, the Lord took hold of me and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around the bones that covered the valley floor and they were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Now it's interesting to me that, it's, that he's talking about a valley of dry bones. And you know what? I don't know if you put the pieces together, but we live in what's called the Fraser Valley. And I know there are some people that 2020 has tried to destroy, has tried to kill, has tried to leave you laying barren and waste in a valley and your bones just lying there drying. And he says, the Lord took him to this valley of dry bones. And they walked all around. Now I want you to get this picture. Picture in your mind a valley littered with bones. Not, not, um, not people that have passed away and have died and, and they're laying there. These are bones as in these were people at one time that have been dead for a long time. And it's just now their bones. Everything else, the muscle, the tissue, the sinews, the organs, they are all gone. And all that is left is bones. And in fact, it says they are dry bones as in they've been there a long time and nothing is left. They are dried out. And the Lord took him and he said the valley was filled with these dry bones. Dry bones everywhere. They were scattered across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he asked me, son of man, can these bones become living people again? I'm telling you, God wants to take some of you. This is a word for some of you today. God wants to take some of us from devastation, from death and from desolation right back to restoration. He said, can these bones become living again? And Ezekiel says, oh, sovereign Lord, you alone know the answer to that. Verse four, he goes on, then the Lord says, then he said to me, speak a prophetic message. And I'm telling you today by the spirit of God that this is a prophetic message for some of us that you need to hear from devastation to restoration, from devastation to restoration. Some of you are saying 2020 was a year of devastation in my life, in my family, in the people that I live with and where I live my life, how I live my life, what I've done. It's been a year of devastation, but God is saying today to you that he is taking you from a place of devastation to restoration. God is not satisfied to leave you where you are at. 
God is not satisfied to leave you in the midst. God took Ezekiel to a valley of dry bones that were all dried out, that were all dead, and were all decaying. And he says, can these become living people again? And he says, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. Dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. Dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. Now, I want to tell you something, and this is important. This is, this is very crucial to today where some of us live our lives. I looked up that word dry just to see what it meant. And, and um, on first glance, what, you, what it means is what, it, what you think it would mean, dried, dried out. But if you dig a little further into the Hebrew, it's the Hebrew word yabesh. And it means this, to be ashamed, confused, or disappointed, causing or making something dry up. To be confused, ashamed, or disappointed, causing or making something dry up and die. So these bones that he's talking about, these, this valley of dry bones, these were people that were confused, ashamed, and disappointed. And that disappointment and that shame and that confusion, it also means confounding. That confounding caused these people to dry up and die. And God is coming back today and saying, I'm going to take you from death to life, from devastation to restoration, from devastation to restoration. The Spirit of God is wanting somebody to hear that word today. And he says, dry bones, you bones that have died because you were confused, you, di you dry bones that have died because you were ashamed or you were disappointed. He says, listen to the word of the Lord. Now I want to show you something else. That word listen doesn't just mean to hear. It's the Hebrew word shama, and it means to hear intelligently. I love that phrase. Hear intelligently. Intelligent hearing. An intelligent hearing is the idea and picture where you incline your ear, where you listen so that you don't just hear the words that are being spoken, but you hear them with the intention to act and obey on what is being said. So we have a picture here of God taking Ezekiel to a valley where people have died because of shame, disappointment, and confusion. And they have dried out. And God is saying to Ezekiel, speak to these people that have died. Speak to these dry bones. And when you speak to them, say, listen to the word of the Lord. Don't just hear what I'm saying. Listen intelligently, as in respond and act to what the Spirit of God is saying. So he says, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. And this is what the sovereign Lord is saying to some of us today. Look, I am going to put breath in you and make you live again. That Hebrew word for breath is ruah. And that is the spirit. It's your spirit. It's your spirit. The Bible says the spirit of a man is what sustains him. And if you allow the spirit of God, if you spend time with the spirit of God, if you get into the presence in the spirit of God, that spirit will sustain you through times of confusion and disappointment and shame and frustration. God is wanting to do a work today in some of us. Come on. I know. I'm really excited. This is the first message of the year. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm excited. 
I'm excited because God is speaking something today. He says, I'm going to put breath into you. I'm going to put spirit in you and make you live again. You are going to live again. I'm telling you by the spirit of God, some of you today, that things have died in your life, that hope has died in your life, those dreams have died in your life, those relationships have died in your life, that joy that has died in your life, that zest for life that has died in your life. God is saying today that he's going to put that spirit and he's going to breathe that breath back into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will, you will. Everybody look at this. It says you will. It doesn't say you might. It doesn't say you might. There's a chance, 40% chance of rain, 40% chance this is going to work. He says you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke this message in verse 7 just as he told me. And suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. The New King James, I believe, says the bones came, each bone to his bone. And what I love about this picture is when God speaks something, it is done in order and it's done right. It wasn't the, the skull bone attaching to the ankle bone and the ankle bone attaching then to a rib bone and then the rib bone attaching to some flange on your hand. No, it says in the New King James that each bone attached to his or its own bone, as in it joined in the right place where God designed it. And when God works in your life. It's not haphazard. It's not a big shamble. It's not a big mess of confusion. When God works in your life, he works in order. He works in peace and there is no chaos and distress and division. It all works the way that he says it's going to work. And so it says the bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bodies. Then skin formed to cover their bodies but they still had no breath in them. So you see that Ezekiel speaks the word, this, these, these bones, they begin to piece themselves back together. And then when they're pieced back together, then you see the sinews and the muscles and the tendons and the flesh come. And then he says, there's no breath in them. So now we've gone from a valley of dry bones to a valley of dead bodies. And he says to me in verse nine, speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say this. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. And I love how it says dead bodies. They're no longer dry bones. Now they're dead bodies. There is a process of God working here. There is a process of God working. God spoke and those bodies, those bones formed up into bodies. And now those bodies are missing something. They're missing the breath. They're missing your breath. They're missing the spirit. And we see here in verse 10, it says, So I spoke the message as he commanded me, and breath came into their bodies. And they all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. So I spoke the message as he commanded me, and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life. I want you to underline or circle or highlight that word all because who the Spirit of God speaks to, he doesn't just say you, 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 and I'm gonna forget about you three. It is all, it is all. God is not 
choosing people. God is not saying, you know what, you, you're, you're beyond my repair, but this guy over here, I can help. When God speaks a word, when God says, I'm going to take you from devastation to restoration, he is talking to you. You're not unworthy. You're not unqualified. You're not unjustified. If God says, I'm going to take you from this to that, I'm going to take what was destroyed and rebuild it and restore it. He's talking to you. He's talking to you. And he says, they all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army a great army. God is calling us back to a place where we are his children, where we are his people, where we become a great army for him. And it's important to note here that until, until that spirit was breathed back into us, that ruach was breathed back into us, they weren't alive yet. I want to tell you today, you can't afford, you can't sacrifice your relationship with God. In this time and in this season, as a pastor and as a shepherd of this house, I know some of you are slowly wandering this way and that way and you're going over here and you're going over there and it's easy to pull back and it's easy to let go of our relationship with God. But I want to tell you today, you cannot allow your relationship with God to suffer. You cannot allow time in His presence where that breath, that Spirit of God is breathed upon you because it's only when that Spirit of God breathes upon you that you come to life and you can stand up and be who God has called you to be. Some of you today are hearing the words that I am saying and they are the Spirit of God and He is calling you back saying, don't just take it easy. Don't just say it's too hard. Don't just say I'm tired of watching church online. We're all tired of watching church online. You're not alone in that. But in this season, now more than ever, we need to continue to press into God because as the world grows dim and dark and weighs upon you, it is trying to destroy you. It is trying to bring devastation into your life. It is trying to cause your bones to dry out. You remember what we talked about, the dry bones? Confusion, being ashamed and disappointment. Does that not sound like the last 10 months of our lives? So much confusion and disappointment. I don't know about shame, but sometimes shame comes from the choices we make because of the confusion and disappointment in our life. And God is saying, if you come back to me, come back into my presence, let my spirit breathe life upon you today. And then you will rise up and stand on your feet, like it says, and be part of that great army. God has great plans for you. He has great purposes for you. We're at the very beginning of 2021. 2021 isn't just some, oh great, 2020's gone because the calendar changed dates and now it's 2021 and everything's gonna be great. That's not the way it works. Who knows what 2021 has in store for us? Who knows what the enemy's gonna try and throw at you this year? Who knows what's gonna happen the rest of this year with all this, this, this virus stuff? Who knows? But I tell you who, don't, who does know, the Lord, Jesus Christ, God our Father, they know what's gonna happen. You know what else they know? They know that if you continually find yourself in their presence, in his presence, letting him breathe upon you, that you will be refreshed, that you will be restored, that you will go from devastation to restoration, that you will go from dry bones to standing on your feet, a living army that has been breathed on by the very Spirit of God. We've got a few minutes left here today, and I want to remind you of some things. You know, this is our, our Shred It Sunday, our 
burn it. It's going to be our burn it Sunday. It's going to be our stomp on it Sunday. It's going to be our tear your piece of paper up Sunday, whatever you got to do in your house. But I know that for a lot of us this last year, the enemy has tried to attach so many lies to us, has tried to bring so much confusion into your home. You know, John 10, 10, I, I love this verse and it's, it's the foundation of so much of, of what helps us in life. John 10, 10 says, the thief comes to steal and to kill and destroy, but I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly. And I want to remind you today that if things in your life, if, if there are thoughts in your mind and in your heart, and if there are feelings inside of you, and they are thoughts that, that steal something from you, if they, they kill something inside of you, they destroy something inside of you, how to remind you very simply, a great lit, litmus test is that that's not from the Spirit of God. If you got thoughts inside of you that are tormenting you, that's not from the Spirit of God because he said, I came to bring life and life more abundantly. The devil, the thief comes to steal from you, to kill from you, and to destroy you. That's his whole plan and his purpose. It's not very hard to figure out. So take stock of what's happening inside of you right now. And there are these, these lies that have been rolling around inside of us. There have been thoughts that, that we've been bombarding us trying to find a way to get inside of our heart and our soul that we allow to become part of who we are and we dwell on them and we think about them. And those are not from the, the, the Lord. They're from the enemy. John chapter 8 and verse 44 talks about how the devil is a liar. And it says, in fact, he is the father of all lies. So you know anything he brings to you, he's not going to bring you any truth. He's going to bring you death. He's going to bring you destruction. He's going to try and kill things and steal from you. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to steal your zest for life. He wants to steal your happiness. He wants to steal those great relationships. And he wants to destroy them and crush them. And whatever lies you have found the enemy has tried to bring to you this year, this, this past year now, I guess, I want to remind you just that, that they are lies. They're not true. They're not real. They're his lies, and he wants you to believe them. And today, what we need to do, and we're going to, in our last few minutes here, we're going to do two things together. We're going to take communion together, and then we are going to take a few minutes and think about those lies, those things that have tried to attach themselves. And, and maybe they have attached themselves to us. Maybe in some way, maybe, maybe you feel ashamed. Maybe you are disappointed in people, in your circumstances, in the government. Uh, maybe you're disappointed in all kinds of things. Maybe you're disappointed in yourself. Maybe you're confused. Maybe you have no idea what's going on and the enemy's bringing confusion and you're not sure where to go and what to do and who to trust anymore. Do I trust this person or do I trust this person? Do I trust this government official or do I trust this? Who, who do I? I'm so confused. I don't know. And the enemy loves to bring these things in your life. Maybe you feel like you're unlovable, like you have um, done things this past year that you are no longer deserving of, of his love or other people's love. Maybe you are feeling unworthy. Maybe there's things that you've done this last year where you say, I am not worthy of God's grace and his mercy. I'm not worthy to call myself one of his children anymore, a son or a daughter. I, I, you don't know what I've done. Preacher, you don't know where I've been. You don't know the thoughts I've entertained. You don't know what's going on inside of me. I am unworthy. Or maybe you've been backsliding. 
Maybe you've just slacked off, taken your foot off the gas and began to coast. And as you coast, before you realize it, your spiritual car has come to a complete standstill and you have zero relationship with the Lord and the enemy comes. And when you begin to realize what's going on in your life, the enemy comes and begins to tell you that you're unworthy because what you've allowed happen in your life. Maybe the enemy wants to tell you you're a liar, that you just can't tell the truth for, for nothing. Or maybe there's a million other lies and feelings and beliefs that the enemy is trying to put on you today. And I want to tell you today that 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and I believe it's verse 17, says, when you're in Christ, you're a new creation. The old man has passed away. Behold, all things are made brand new. Inside of Christ, you're a new creation. All that stuff is gone. And you know, if you say, yeah, yep, I have spent the last year doing things I shouldn't have done. Yep, I have. You know, whatever you find yourself, all you got to do is take a moment and repent and ask God to forgive you, readjust yourself. You know, a couple months ago, we talked about what repentance really was. And it's turning 180 degrees from the direction you were walking and you begin to walk away from that sin in your life. There are so many lies and deceptions and false accusations and just terrible things that the enemy is going to try and bring and has tried to bring to you this last year. And I want to remind you today that they are all lies. And what we're going to do in just a few moments is I want you to write some of these things down. Whatever it is, whatever lie the enemy has tried to put inside of you, I want you to write that down. And here's why. Because the name of Jesus is greater than any other thing that can be named. So the enemy says, you may be unworthy. God says, you are worthy. The enemy says, you are unlovely and unlovable. And there is something wrong with you. God calls you love. He says, you are my beloved child. I love you. I sent my son to die for you. And you can go through and whatever lie, I guarantee you this, Whatever lie the enemy has tried to bring with you, there is many scriptures telling you what God says and thinks and feels about you. Amen? So in these last few minutes, we're going to take communion. And then after we're done communion, we're going to shred these lies of the enemy because God is calling us from a place of devastation, from desolation into restoration, from a place where our bones are laying on the ground dry and dead and deserted because we became confused and disappointed and ashamed. And he is calling us. He is speaking to you today saying, rise up. He's breathing his breath upon you. He's breathing his spirit upon you today, calling you to be the great army. And part of that, is you saying to the enemy, saying to the devil, these are lies. I'm sorry. These are lies. I'm not going to believe that I'm unworthy anymore. I'm not going to believe that you don't love me. I'm not going to believe that everybody's against me any longer. I'm not going to believe that I'm broken, unfixable. I'm not going to believe these things. No matter what you say, I'm going to begin to quote the word of God. I'm going to begin to remind myself what God thinks and feels and says about me. Amen? Amen. All right, so we're going to take communion together in these last few minutes. So grab whatever you have and let's begin.
Okay, so in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting in verse, I'm going to start in verse 23 today. It says, For I pass on to you what I receive from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it into pieces and he said this, This is my body which is given for you. Do this to remember me. So I want you to take whatever piece you have for bread. Maybe it's a piece of a pancake. Maybe it's a piece of a loaf of bread. Maybe it's a cracker or a wafer. Whatever you have, it's a representation of his body that was broken for us. And as we spend these next few minutes remembering Jesus on the cross, I want you to allow the Spirit of God to speak to you and bring to your mind things that you have allowed to attach themselves to you. I can't, I can't remember what it's called right now, but there's a big whale, I think, in the ocean, and it has these sucker fish that attach to it, and they have this relationship where they work together, and the big whale just swims around, but these sucker fish come and keep it clean, and I'm sure all of you are calling out the name of whatever that animal is right now, and maybe it's not even a whale or a fish. It could be anything. I, I don't know what it is. But anyways, the way this works is lies come and try and attach themselves to you. The enemy brings things, and they won't stick unless you welcome them in. And yes, unless you say to them, I'll give you a home. Yeah, that's a good thought. That's a good thought. Uh, people... People don't really seem to love me, or I really am a bad person, or I really am a liar, or I really am an adulterer, or, or I, I am a cheater, or all these, all these millions of other thoughts that the enemy brings to you. You have to accept those in. And so as we go through communion, remembering the work that Jesus did on the cross, I want you to allow the Spirit of God to speak to you, bringing to your mind things that you allowed to attach themselves to you this past year that aren't from God. They're things that Jesus died on the cross to overcome. So I'm going to pray for this bread, and as I do, I want you just to ponder and quiet yourself and allow the Spirit of God to speak to you. Father, I thank you for your Son that came to earth and lived a life and willingly went to the cross for us, laying his life down. Father, we remember his body that was broken for us, you know, his, your word says that by his stripes on the cross, we were healed. Without those stripes, we, we wouldn't be healed. We wouldn't be set free from all those things. So, Father, we remember the agony and the pain that Jesus bore on the cross and that he went through so that we could be healed and whole because of the work that he's done. We don't have to allow those lies to stick around and attach themselves to us any longer because Jesus was victorious over death and the grave. God, we're so thankful for your son and the work that he did on the cross for us. Today, we remember it. Let's go ahead and take the bread. Moving on to verse 25, it says in the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying this, 
This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, and it's agreement confirmed with my blood. What a beautiful thought. It's an agreement that was confirmed by the blood of Jesus on the cross. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again today. Father, we remember the the blood of your son that was shed on the cross for us. That was a new agreement with you, a new and living way. And it was an agreement that was signed by his blood. Blood that washes us and cleanses us and makes us righteous and holy and white as snow in your presence. All the lies of the enemy, all the lies of the devil, the one who comes to steal from us and to kill from us and to destroy us, those things no longer, because of the work that Jesus did on the cross, have authority over us. They have no right and no hold because of the new covenant that he made for us by his blood. Father, we thank you for that new covenant. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Let's go ahead and take the juice. Last thing I want to do with you in our very first service of the new year. God is so good. I want to remind you that he's calling you today from devastation to restoration. Some of you watching right now are saying that you feel like parts of you, some things that you're a part of, relationships, all kinds of things died in this last year. And God is saying today to come alive. He's speaking to those dry bones that died because of confusion and disappointment and shame. He's speaking to those dry bones today. And he's saying, come alive, come alive, come alive. It's time to come alive. And he is breathing his spirit upon you. He is breathing his breath upon you, causing you to come back to life, to stand up and to be the people of God that he has called you to be. He's calling you back to that place where he first designed and created you. You were not created to be defeated. You were not created by him and in his image to be overcome. You are more than an overcomer. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives and dwells on the inside of you. There are so many verses in the Bible that you can grab hold of, that you can use to claw your way out and just begin to call on the name of Jesus because he is wanting to breathe his spirit upon you. Don't shy away from God. Don't pull away from God. Don't take your foot off the gas of your relationship with him. I challenge you. I encourage you. I implore you today to press into him now more than ever. In our very last thing, as a a sign, as a statement to the enemy, 
that his lies have no authority of us. They have no right over us because of the work that Jesus did on the cross. Because we are made in the image of God, those lies have no claim to us any longer. When he died on the cross, those things all ended. You are more than a conqueror through Christ. So I want you to take a few minutes and write down some of those things that the Spirit of God spoke to you that you've allowed to attach themselves to you like one of those sucker fish and begin to feed off you and begin to grow and begin to overtake your life. It's time to say, no longer, no longer. I am shredding this. I am ripping it up. I'm stomping at it. I'm going to light this on fire because today I remember who I am in Christ. So as an act right now, I'm going to take this and I'm going to put it in our shredder and it's going to get really loud. But I want you to hear that noise because that noise is the noise of the lies of the enemy going back to the pit of hell where they came from because the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross for you and me has cleansed us, has washed us, and made us white as snow in his image. We love you. We're praying for you all. We can't wait to see you as soon as we can. We encourage you, I remind you about our 21-day fast that starts this Sunday, January 3rd. Go to our website, click on that link. There's, th there's multiple ways for you to be a part. You can get it in your inbox. You can join and share on the app, the Uversion app, or you can download a booklet that you have at home that you can read and make notes on. Join us and be a part of the fast. Allow God to work in your life and let his spirit breathe on you. And now, these lies can take a hike in the name of Jesus. We'll see you all soon. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.